LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Joe Gibbs. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Well, today I'm flying solo on The One Thing. The guys are out and about around Australia and they've left me in the driver's seat. So I guess we'll see whether that's a good idea or not. And I'm pretty excited about our topic today as we talk to a church planter one year into starting a new church. We're going to hear all about the new church plant, ask him some great questions, and I'll introduce him very soon. The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. As part of our ministry, we're aiming to help plant 200 churches in the next 10 years. And that's why I'm talking with our guests today. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. One year ago, I planted a church. Well, welcome, Andrew West. It's so good to have you back on The One Thing. Good to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm married to Christine. We've been married for about eight years now. She's just finished maternity leave. Um, she's an occupational therapist. We've got two kids. We basically had a kid each lockdown, pretty much. So <laughs> You've been busy. Yeah, we've got Caleb, who is um, two and a half. Hannah, who's 14 months, and she's just started walking, and she's she's crazy. She's a handful. Nice. And I did a little bit of stalking of you on social media and discovered <laughs> that you're a muso. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't get to play much these days. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I play piano, I play drums, and when I left school, I did study at the con for a little bit, composing. I wanted to be a film composer. That was my dream. But then I had a bigger dream of doing ministry, and I realised... Yeah, this is a hobby for me. So I kind of left that and changed degrees and studied something else for a little while. But I still like to think I'm a musician yeah. at heart. Yeah, at heart. <laughs> All right. And you're now just over one year into the church plan at Macquarie Park. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I work at the Bridge Church in Sydney. Um, we uh, A year or so ago, we were one church over two locations, Kirribilli and Neutral Bay. We were praying about uh, what God might have for us next and uh, we have planted uh, as a team into Macquarie Park and we started that in May last year. Okay and the Bridge Church is in the Lower North Shore. Yes. Macquarie Park is not in that area. No it's about 20 minutes away. A very different area much more multicultural um, definitely a different vibe so it was definitely a fresh thing for us. It's brought some amazing opportunities and some challenges as well because it's so different. Okay. And just you went across? Did you take a core team? What did you do? Uh, so we definitely took some members of our church. So we had about 20 or so that came um, as part of the team from Kirribilli and Neutral Bay. There was a church that was meeting in the building. We're renting a building there in Macquarie Park. And there was a church that was meeting there. They had already decided to close down. And we said to them, hey, we're coming in. We're, we, we're starting a new church. We'd love to have you join us if you're keen. If not, love to help you find another church in the local area. But praise God, pretty much all of them stayed with us. And so those 20 plus our 20 made a launch team of about 40 people. Nice. Okay. And so you're meeting in this church building. Uh, so you're not having to meet in a school hall, not having yeah. to do set up, all that kind of stuff. That's really nice. It's actually in uh, a college, an Anglican affiliated college on the border of Macquarie Uni. Okay. Yeah. 
And so you're 20 minutes away. That's a fair distance from the main site. How does it work? What sort of model are you using for the church plant? How do you interact with the main church? Yeah, so at the moment, um, we are, yeah, as I said, one church over three locations, and that's brought amazing blessings. So um, Paul Dale is our senior pastor. He's got a great gospel heart and experience planting churches. It's meant things like uh, kids' church. Our kids' pastor, Naomi, she's brilliant, and she's been helping resource the kids' team at Macquarie Park. Same with how we do membership, same with how we, we do mission, a whole bunch of things we've tried to resource from the center. That has brought so many blessings and has really helped us kind of hit the ground running in the first year. It has brought challenges because of the 20 minutes away. And so that's a live issue for us at the moment. We're wrestling with that. What does that look like? So as an example, when we started, um, our mission pastor who you know lived in Mossman, yeah. um, was it was his role still to champion mission in Macquarie Park. <laughs> very different area. He wasn't there very regularly on a Sunday. He did a great job yeah. given his capacity and time. But they're the things we're now wrestling with. What does it look like to do things differently? And we're starting to do things a little bit more independently over at Macquarie Park and raise up our own teams and our own leaders. Yeah, it's almost like a cross-cultural church plant, like different totally. different vibe, different priorities. It is so yeah. different. People that come and visit from, say, one of our services at Kirribilli, they automatically comment on the difference. So. And how do you, like, do you preach the same sermon series? What what you know, anything else that's shared between or distinct between the two? Yeah, so same sermon series. We share things like the same marketing, advertising, same website, same back office team and ministry support team. All those things have really helped us in terms Mm -hmm. of efficiency um, and also a sense of unity that we are still part of the one church together. And as you look back over the last year, what are some of the highlights? Yeah, um... God has been so good. We had someone, uh, Hannah, her, her name was, she became a Christian a few weeks into um, us meeting as a church plant. Oh, that's really nice. Which was wonderful. Yeah. Um, the, um, the people that God has brought to be part of our church in Macquarie Park, they're such a wonderful group of people. I mean, I've never appreciated more the way the Apostle Paul talks about how much he loves the people he is ministering to. Yeah. That I appreciate in a new way since starting this um, church plan. It's just been fantastic. We've grown from those 40 or so people. We now have regular attendance on a Sunday, 100 or 105 adults, yeah. about 150 on the roll. We started an evening service this year, yeah. so in February. And so it's just, it's growing, which yeah. has been fantastic. That's huge growth in that bit over 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So. And it's, I mean, it's an area when I drive through there, huge towers, lots of development, lots of possibilities for growth. Yeah, well, what, what drew us to Macquarie Park and how it really grabbed my heart was, as you said, huge growth, thousands of people moving in. The whole place is under construction. You have a major university there, uni students. Yeah. You have a huge business hub. So 100,000 people work in Macquarie Park, travel in every day. They call it Australia's Pill Hill you know, the centre of the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, okay. thanks they for explaining it, that. Yeah, yeah. They call it Australia's Silicon Valley. That's where you've got Optus, you've got Panasonic. So you've got this melting pot of innovation. And it's a transport hub. Everyone can get to We have people coming from Blacktown to our church okay. because it's right on the M2. Um, Macquarie Centre. So it's just an incredible place, I think, to just do ministry and very strategic. So we're very ex- excited and thankful that God has opened this door for us to be there you know, right opposite the metro station. 
Yeah. It's lovely hearing your excitement about it. So, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> nice. Um, the last couple of years have been hard for everyone. And it might seem a little bit counterintuitive to be planning a church in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Any challenges that have come as a result of that? <laughs> so we had our first meeting on a Sunday on May the 2nd last year. We had nine Sundays. On the, uh, on, I planned on the eighth Sunday to take two weeks of leave because I knew that about a month later we were having our public launch. And so Kristen and I talked about it and said, look, this is our little window to have a bit of a getaway. You know, we, we've at least started, we've done a soft launch, have a getaway, come back, we're gonna hit the ground running, the public yeah. launch is coming. Yeah, all planned. And, and we had a baby coming as well. So we went away to Cairns, it was fantastic. Little did we know that we wouldn't meet again as a church for, I think it was five months because oh, lockdown hit. Okay. And that was obviously not in our plans. And it was really hard. I mean, you think about a new church plant, what are you doing? You're firstly building relationships with people, getting to know people. And we had gotten to know heaps of people that come, you know, that's what happens when you start something new. And all of a sudden we can't meet on a Sunday. Yeah. We're having to meet on Zoom or online. No one new to church is going to want to join a random Zoom call with people that they've kind of, they've only gone to one Sunday. That was so hard. Yeah. And it felt like we just lost a lot of those connections we were making. The other challenge is you know, when you're starting something new, you're trying to get your systems up and running. You're trying to get your teams, even just little things like we were working out, how do we set up the room? I was getting a logistics team ready. How do we set up music? All that kind of stuff. We were getting ready for our proper public launch. Well, after five months, I mean, you, everyone <sighs> forgot all that. Yeah. So we came out of lockdown. We, I think we started meeting early November or whatever it was. And yeah, like we had to build all the relationships again, get those systems going. It was really hard. It felt like we were starting again. Yeah. Okay. So lots of challenges, <laughs> lots of kind of false starts. You're working out clunky Zoom without kind of the foundation of relationships, yeah. that kind of thing. Any positive outcomes from COVID? Were there any? Yeah, I think there were. It was a beautiful thing in terms of, I know I said it was hard. We lost those relationships, but for the people that did stick, with us and joined us on Zoom and did the online church thing. Actually, it was a great way to build connections. Um, there were people from that team from all over the place, different congregations or different parts of Sydney, people who'd come externally as well and met on Zoom. And even little things, people were telling me, oh, I loved that I could see the name of the person under the Zoom. <laughs> like, that was great. And I'd do breakout rooms and they'd be forced to talk to people that on the oh, launch yeah. team that they wouldn't normally talk to. And then when you had that, five kilometer radius thing they'd they'd watch church together in the park and go for little walks and we we set that up and so people were building all these relationships and so when we came out of lockdown the first thing we did was a picnic and it was just beautiful like all these people that were connecting together and um so that was great i think the other thing we were blessed by in a way because of covid um the sad thing is through covid i think a lot of people felt disconnected from their church um I think I think a lot of pastors who are listening will resonate with yeah. this. I think that's the experience in yeah most churches. Yeah. So whether it's people who um, they'd already decided to change churches, then COVID hit, and then they find themselves disconnected from a church for two, three years or whatever it was. And I think, you know, us starting new probably was an incentive for some of those people to go, 
yeah, this is a new thing. You know, I, I haven't been part of a church now for a few years. I'm not going to go back to my old place. Um, I'm going to go here. Mm. I mean, it created some work, like conversations. You know, does your old church know you've left and, yeah. you know, you're leaving for good, you know, or have you, you know, maybe they haven't been to church for ages. Um, but it was a blessing for us. And so a lot of the people that have come are people who actually haven't been a part of a church for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Nice. A kind of a clean slate for people so that they could start fresh. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think often our picture of the church planner is the cool inner city hipster, the entrepreneurial type with endless energy and ideas, the charismatic leader. Andrew, are you that kind of person? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I don't think I'm cool, and I think people who know me would not say that I'm cool at all. Thanks Um, for your honesty. (laughs) I think, like, when I was in my early 20s, I imagined being a cool church planner, (laughs) but I've totally given up that now, and I've embraced it. Kids have kind of killed that, probably. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. probably. Um, I mean, I I, I suppose, you know, I did get assessed through Geneva. That was very helpful and helped me work out what is actually needed to be a church planter. That was a helpful process. Yeah, but I'm certainly not the cool church planner that maybe is the stereotype. <laughs> so, Andrew, looking back uh, over the church plan, is there anything that you wish you'd done differently? Yeah, I think when you start a new church plan, you have a window where there's a particular momentum and energy where you, which you can harness for mission, for evangelism. Of course, we can still do that now, and we are, but those first six to 12 months... I mean, it was hard because COVID really disrupted it. But I think if I was to do it again, we would have more of a thought through plan about how we're going to reach Macquarie Park, the city of Ryde, and, and make those new connections for the gospel. Yeah, we had we had thought it through, but perhaps it wasn't as clear as, as it could have been. Again, that's part of, I think also part of the tensions of being part of this bigger thing, which has brought so many blessings. But working out, okay, Macquarie Park's different. So, for example, at the beginning, we were, if people wanted to explore who Jesus was, we would invite them to our Alpha course in Kirribilli. Ah, nice and local. <laughs> nice yeah, and easy local. to get to. <laughs> yeah, so if people had come from 20 minutes west of Macquarie Park, yeah. it was a 40-minute trip. We've changed that now. These were just all growing pains that we had to go through. But, yeah, yeah. I'd do that differently. Okay. <laughs> um, and since you started planting, what's been most helpful for you in terms of guiding and supporting you? Hmm. So as I said, I, I did get assessed through Geneva. That was very helpful. Um, I had a few um, Zoom calls with Derek when we were kicking off, and he was, um, you know, great, giving me wisdom. Got a coach, so Dave Kuhn through um, through Geneva. That was great. He's been very helpful. We still chat every few months. And the other funny thing was um, Dan Lee with MBM. He was planting MBM Parramatta. Very similar kind of thing to what we were doing, you know, out of a bigger church, planting into another area. Um, and I think we we did our soft launch a week apart from each other. Oh, nice. And so we got in touch with each other and we just had a few coffees and just compared notes and I'd share ideas and he'd copy and he'd share ideas and yep. I'd copy. It was, it was just really good. Um, yeah, that, that was a really helpful thing. So I just encourage people to connect with other planters and to... Mm. Not be ashamed about stealing ideas. I just think stealing stuff is great. (laughs) Rebrand it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Now, you had a taste of church planning before at St Augustine, so planning an evening service. How did that help prepare you for this church plan? 
Yeah, so that was a very different kind of thing. Um, so we had partnered Kiribilli and Neutral Bay and um, the rest of the team were already there in the morning running some morning services, but there was nothing happening in the evening. So we planted an evening service in there, which I was leading. So much less of a big thing than what this has been, but I learned a lot. It was, it was a great little taste of church planting, getting a team together, casting a vision, starting something new, reaching people. Um, that I do really think that equipped me and helped me and made this less of a jump. And I learned lessons, like little things like, I remember after we started this evening service in Neutral Bay, I think it was about a year in, something like 10 of the most key people, well, not the most, but 10 key people from the launch team left. That They went back to the services that they'd come from. And I remember, I think it was on a Geneva podcast or something, and someone said this helpful comment that, that actually often happens in church plants. Like after a year or so, either the those launch team members, are, maybe they're burnt out or maybe they this church plant wasn't what they thought it would be. Oh uh, Yeah, it's changed or, yeah. Yeah, or they wanted to feel needed and now it's grown so much they don't feel like they're needed as much or whatever it might be. Now that really kicked me in the guts when that happened with St. Augustine's. I was devastated with these you know, amazing people. So coming into Macquarie Park, I remember that experience and I actually just, I just knew it would happen. I just knew, okay, after a year, probably a bunch of people would leave. It's probably going to happen. I didn't want it to happen, but I was prepared. And you know what? It did happen. Like end of last year, again, it was about 10 people who, some of them were the most on fire when we were kicking it off. They were some of the first people that recruited into the team. They left and I was sad. We farewelled them. Don't get the impression that I'm callous and don't care about the people. <laughs> Fine, see you. But I wasn't like devastated. And just stuff like that, having had a little experience was really helpful. And that's why I think the advice that I think Geneva gives to like, if you can get involved in another church plan or get some training, if you're a student minister, get yourself plugged into a church plant, that is really good preparation, I think. Yeah, okay. That's really helpful. Now, in church planning, there seems to be an even bigger focus on the pastor and his wife working really closely together. There's often less staff. You're in startup mode. Stuff needs to be done, all hands on deck. What's that look like for you and Christine, and how do you look after yourselves as a ministry couple? Yeah, uh, Christine um, is amazing. She's got such a great ministry heart. I think when we were thinking about, is this something we want to do, it was very important that Christine was on board and not just kind of like, yeah, okay, but excited about it. Um, there is a cost for her. So she, yeah, it meant her leaving the congregation she was a part of. And she'd actually just joined that because we just had our first kid. So she'd oh, yeah. left the evening service, joined this other service, and then left that one to join this. So that was a cost. Um, changing the kids' church and all of that. So, But she was on board and she was excited. And that has been one of the beautiful things. This is where our family goes. She helps run playtime on a Friday morning um, and our Tuesday morning uh, Mother's Connect group. She helps lead that. So, yeah, she it de definitely has been a step up for her as well, but she's excited about it. And I think just the usual things in ministry, making sure that we keep loving each other, spending time together, checking in with each other. I mean, we're finding it very hard at the moment with two young kids, as everyone goes through. Christine hardly ever hears my sermons. You know, she's <laughs> running around with kids. 
then the normal things I feel like even if you're not a church planter you're experiencing yeah. as a ministry <laughs> family yeah looking ahead to the next 12 months what sort of plans are there for Macquarie Park yeah hopefully no more lockdowns that's definitely yep, okay. part yep. of the plan <laughs> It's been nice to have um, an unbroken season of meeting in person. Uh, so um, I think there's a few things. We really want to dial up the mission heat. That's really important. So we're kicking off Alpha tonight at Macquarie Park. Very excited about that. Um, we're running, at, we're doing it with Farsi subtitles. So we've got a whole bunch of Persian speakers that have signed up, about 12 of them. So we're going to have two tables. That's really exciting. Nice. Anyway, um, so d- dialing up the mission heat. We need to do a second morning service. That is the biggest good problem that's on our plate at the moment. Um, we're starting to run out of chairs. Yeah, as I said, about 105 adults regular on a Sunday. Um, and people are starting to make comments. Like, There's this one person in my congregation, the biggest extrovert you've ever met. He's so gifted with people. And he said to me, Andrew, I don't know who's new and who's not anymore. And he said that about a month ago, and that was a big alarm bell for me. I was like, if this guy doesn't know who's new and who's not, yeah. then there's no hope for the rest of us. And so thinking about that, what, and, and uh, I don't know what we'll do. You know, which, what time do we start the service? All of the people park in Macquarie Centre and the parking fills up after 10.30. Oh, yeah. Can't get a parking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do there. Praying for that. So. Okay. So, Andrew, what's the one thing you want to say about planting a church? It is so exciting to do. It's hard work, but we're doing it because we want to see people become Christians and we need more churches. And so if you feel like you're wired for it, get assessed, get some advice and um, take the leap of faith because, um, yeah, we, we've, got to, we've got to do it. I'm loving it. Awesome. It's great. It's been really great to hear your passion. Yeah. Well, in the toolbox today, we have a couple of things. Maybe as you've been listening today, you've been wondering about whether church planning might be for you. We have a link to an episode on the Reach Australia podcast called Do I Have What It Takes to Plant a Church? We'll also have a link to the Church Planner Assessment Tool on the website. And the team at Geneva Push would love to chat to you about getting assessed as a church planter. That's all we have for one thing today. Andrew, thanks so much for coming in. Pleasure. I'm Joe Gibbs. Chat soon.